want to have a, uh, let's have a look in our Bibles and we'll turn to Revelation chapter 2. I want to um, talk here today about first love. And um, it's a, a phrase or a couple of words that the Bible uses. I'm not sure if we really, um, if we really use it that much in our lingo, first love. Um, and, uh, and so I want to explore it a little here today. Um, I reckon everyone's probably heard of it in the Bible, probably read out this um, this passage before in, in Revelation chapter 2 about first love. But And, and the Bible really uses the example of a marriage, um, the marriage of Jesus and his bride, the, the church. And, and we'll get to that, um, but not everyone here is in a marriage. And, um, and for the young people um, as well, let's uh, we'll have, start off, have a look at some other examples just to get a bit of your participation, um, maybe have a think about what was—I don't know—what was the uh, if if we can use the the phrase first love in your life. Maybe uh, maybe it was your first big purchase. Maybe if you're a young person and you uh, all of a sudden start earning some money, and you start thinking about what you might um, do with that money. Um, for me, it was a bike. Um, for what? What? What about for other people? Anything? Uh, anything off the top? Just uh, get you th- get you thinking along those lines, Linda. Your cat. Okay, Anthony. Car. Yeah, I thought car might. Shane. Oh, like a game system, like a Super Mario. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some other. People here that they might not admit it, but uh, that might have been a first love. Brad, a table of food. A table of food. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, so, uh, and these days, of course, uh, it's quite often um, electronic goods. It might be a phone. It could be some AirPods. It could be an Apple Watch. It could be those sorts of things. And uh, like I say, I uh, 25 years ago, I'd saved up. $800, I can even remember how much it was, $770 and uh, 25 years ago and uh, that was a, a bit more money and, um, and I, I went out and I bought this bike, mountain bike, front suspension and uh, you know, you, you do all the research and, you, and you're pretty happy with your purchase and you take it home and you put it by your bedside and you just look at it for a while and um, you know, make sure it's still there in the morning and get up and stroke the alloy frame and uh, you know... So yeah, um, there's there's different things in our in our life, and and maybe like in that initial stage, you spend everything you've earned, especially if it's a car, um, and um, and you look after it. Um, so I suppose we know the the difference with uh, you know material possessions as as it gets old, it uh, the maybe the love fades, um, maybe the item fades it's not as good anymore and after 15 years my bike I'd had enough of maintaining it and um, actually uh, Ben um, he uh, gave it to Ben and he brought it back to life so it's still there in his uh, in his shed I think is that right orange and red one yeah <laughs> um, there's a there's a feeling um, we experience when we first fall in love 
with something or or somebody and um like i say if it's a material thing it, it, that love might not last for very long if it's a cat or a or a puppy you hope it uh the love lasts past the kitten stage or the puppy stage as the animal gets uglier and decrepit and and so on um that uh you know maybe if it's a um a prospective husband or or wife that hopefully that that first love is um enduring let's have a read here in in revelation chapter 2 and verse 4 Put, put your ribbon or a, uh, a pencil in, in here because we're going to come back to this passage at the end. But I just want to read verse 4. It says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. People familiar with this, with this scripture, this, this passage here? Talking, um, the Lord talking to the church at Ephesus. And we'll talk a bit more about that at the end. But so there's something about this this feeling, this experience of first love that God wants to remain in us. You know, to say it like this, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. And 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 first love of what? Uh first love of the new iPhone 13 or uh um you know different different things. We we we're talking about here that something much more important. It's our, our love of God and, and eternal life. And, and we're reading from Revelation, which is the last book here in the Bible, and maybe a bit of a window to the new kingdom, to eternal life. And so we read here the Lord saying, when we meet face to face, will you possess your first love? Will Will we be demonstrating our first love? So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Just want to have a think about when and how that first love comes uh, into, into our lives, the one that God's talking about in Revelation. And Ephesians chapter 1, I just want to pick a couple of scriptures, a couple of snippets that I really enjoy um, and in chapter 1, verse 13, it says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So just thinking about here, when and how does that first love come? It talks about after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Skip down to verse 18, it says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his uh, inheritance in the saints. So you see here this this first love that and and you know hopefully we've experienced this in our coming to the Lord, in our walking with the Lord. Um, that that verse uh, eighteen, I just want to read it out of the Amplified. It says, "And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center." and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with, the, with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. That's all in here stuff, isn't it? You know, like this, this first love stuff, it's, it's talking about the core of your being. Um, 
the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. And so, you know, we get get a piece of that, you know, like it's um, it's first love stuff. And, and it's by the Holy Ghost that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sometimes in the first instance, uh, when we come to the Lord, um, we might be motivated by heaven and hell. I reckon there's probably people who've grown up in the fellowship who are, who are motiv- motivated by that. You know, we read in the book of Jude, it says save, some save with compassion and some with fear. And there'll be different, different ways that people come uh, to know the Lord, diff- different things that motivate them. Um, but maybe it is just by truth and by testimony and power, you know, and we've already heard here today. And, and then we're filled with the, the knowledge of, of God by the Holy Ghost. And so, and then it, then it becomes this, this, this first love thing that the Lord's talking about. Uh, just while we're in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 19, some of these that are worth underlining if you feel it, if you feel the need. Um, and it says, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And so we get this, uh, this amazing uh, fullness that like we're um, just um, talking about here and even comparing it to a, um, to a marriage, if you can think about that, that feeling of, of fullness when you fall in love with, uh, with somebody probably more than something. I've probably exhausted that now. We've gone beyond the, the material stuff. But let's um, turn over to 1 John chapter 4. So to know the love of Christ. Who's experienced that? Yeah, praise the Lord. And, um, you know, so, and, and we, we, we keep referring to those, uh, those watching as well and hope it's of benefit. But um, I, I suppose the question was, when and how does that first love come? And and really, our uh, our want today to to just share um, with you is to come to Christ, to to come follow Him, to come obey His word, to to be baptized by full immersion, and and He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost as we've we've experienced here. And um, and if you haven't, that's available to to you today to be to be baptized by by full immersion, to receive the Holy Ghost, to speak in tongues. Um, I was talking to someone um, just the other night, and um, a, a churchgoer all their life, and um, and and we talk about these things. And um, you know, often you you'll talk to someone, and oh yeah, okay, you believe in God, you've been baptized, and yeah, yep, you received the Holy Spirit, yep. And then uh, you, you ask a little bit deeper, and it's not what we understand from the scriptures, and. Um, and and so when we talked a bit deeper, it was actually an infant baptism, but it wasn't full immersion either. It was a bit of water on the head uh, in in mainline church. And and I, I said, you know, that's not in the Bible, you know, like, and and you sort of you sort of like to to be able to have just an open conversation and and sort of say, does that concern you at all, you know, like, um, because we. If, if we're talking about coming to Christ and, and to, to be filled with the fullness of God, 
and and then and if if infant baptism hasn't come from God, well, where's it come from? You know, and these these are sort of the the questions that we need to ask sometimes, and we've had to ask ourselves. You know, people here in in testimony have have been brought up in different churches and and have not known the truth, and and they've had to ask themselves, is this God's way? Am I am I doing God's way? You know, have I, have I come to Christ? Have, you know, am I obeying His word? And um, part of that is submitting to God. And I suppose we're just trying to tie tie this conversation in is is to give in to God because He loved us and because of of what He's done. And and when you do, that's love, and and that's first love. You know, when we when we come to know the Lord and we're filled with His fullness. Um, before I uh, was just thinking about a few things, I'm coming up to my 20, 20th wedding anniversary and um, um, Ben and Beth are actually having theirs uh, as well. Um, and um, But uh, I was just thinking about my own and uh, before I started dating Amanda, um, I was pretty tight and um, the uh, moths sort of flew out of my wallet whenever I uh, opened it up. And uh, I hadn't I hadn't learned to give in that way, um, maybe in my life. And um, and then I fell in love, and uh, all of a sudden I was um, I was giving in to this experience called love. Um, and all of a sudden I wanted to buy flowers, and that doesn't make a lot of financial sense to a guy because you know in a few days they're going to die, you know, like but yeah. All of a sudden, you start giving into this this um, uh, feeling called love, and and um, and I was being loved, and I wanted to give it back, you know, to get to give it all back, and that's that's how it works, and and that's how it works in our relationship with the Lord, and when we come to the Lord, let's have a look here in First John chapter four, verse ten. It says, "Here in His love." Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins or the atonement for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. I didn't particularly want to focus on the love one another here today, although it probably probably does apply, but talking about our first love and, and God, it's a reciprocal arrangement, you know, that it's that love is returned. And and that's the example that I was just using is when you're loved, you want to just give it all back, you know, like that's sort of the way it works. Love, love is is not just stored. It doesn't it doesn't work too well like that. And um, you may have sort of experienced that in your life. Um, it doesn't. Sometimes it works better for the 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 person who gives the love, the person who just stores it and doesn't give it. That they end up, um, not um. It doesn't do them any good, you know, like... Um, so let's have a look in Matthew chapter 4. I just want to have a look at a, a story here about how the disciples came to walk with Jesus. And just a couple of little points that I found interesting, and I really like the story. Um, so I'm just going to flick between Matthew 4 and, and John 1, but we'll start here in Matthew four seventeen, and it says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. So we've got 
Peter and Andrew, brothers, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. It's it's a cool story. Like you, you can just picture that part of it, you know, and and it's exciting to think because we know how we've come to follow the Lord. Um, and we think about the spontaneity and the faith of these guys, Peter and Andrew. Um, the, the, there's an interesting point is they did already know Jesus and we get that from John chapter 1 if you want to turn there. Um, so if you, if you didn't know that, before you get disappointed thinking it might take away from the story, I reckon it makes it even better. And, and we have to sort of um, piece the Gospels together. Um, I'm sure most of you know, but Matthew, Mark, Luke and John We've got the accounts of when Jesus walked the earth and they're four different accounts from four different people. And so sometimes they overlap. Sometimes one person tells a lot of detail in one story and another person doesn't tell as much detail. And, but we can, we can connect the two stories and piece them together. And so I'm going to do that here with John 1 and Matthew. We can, um, there's uh, more detail, I suppose, in, in, those, um, in those early chapters. But... John 1 verse 35, it says, Again, the next day after John the Baptist stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked. So the bit we've skipped over here is John the Baptist coming and preparing the way for Jesus. So, And he's got people who he's baptizing and who are following him. And then Jesus comes here. And John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples, the two people following John, heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and he abode with him that day, for it was about the the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon's Peter's brother. So chronologically, this is uh, before Matthew 4. And, and we understand about Andrew that, that maybe he was, he was religious beforehand and then he followed and listened to the words of John the Baptist and then here's Jesus. And um, in verse uh, 41 it says, He first findeth his own brother Simon Peter and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah. And so when, when you sort of just imagine how this all unfolded, I just, uh, it's just great, you know, like we, we've found the Saviour and, and, you know, Saviour and, and love that's all bundled up in that. If, if somebody's a Saviour, you know, you're the, the love of God and which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. And um, if we... um, Let's go back to Matthew chapter 4. Before uh, Matthew 4 is is, is Matthew 3, um, that's obvious. Um, And... um, where John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. So if you think about it, you've got these guys that are walking with John the Baptist, they meet Jesus. So 
chronologically and trying to piece the story together. And then, then we've got Matthew 3. John baptizes Jesus. Um, he goes into the wilderness where he's tempted. Also in that time, John gets thrown into prison. So this is all before we get to the Matthew chapter 4, uh, to, to the um, come uh, follow me. And, and Peter and Andrew are back working their job, fishing. So even at this point, can you imagine the conversations on the boat? They've already met Jesus, they've talked to him, and, you know, and he's said some remarkable things. And, and then it's like on the boats, we've found the Messiah. You know, he's, he's come for us. So let's pick it up again here in verse 19. And he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them as well. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. So once again, imagine James and John and, and Zebedee, their dad, and they've been talking in the boat as well. Um, and it's like, have you heard the message of, of John the Baptist? He's, he's talking about Jesus. Andrew met him. And, and Andrew says he's the Messiah. He's going to baptize people with the Holy Ghost and fire, you know, while you're going for Tommy Ruff or, or whatever. And he's going to change people's lives. He's going to, he's going to burn up all the bad stuff, trying to, trying to understand this while you're putting the cockles on the hook. And, and, and yeah, now, now they've got John the Baptist in prison. So when Jesus comes to them here, in, in Matthew 4, um, verse 19, and they're, they're primed and ready to go. And, um, and, and they're like, follow you, Jesus? You bet. See you, Dad. This, this is the guy we've been talking about. One more time back to John chapter 1 and verse 43. We'll, we'll pick it up where we left off there as well. Um, so this is about a couple of other guys who Jesus then called to be disciples, but they also uh, possibly had a connection to Andrew and Peter there, because it says in verse forty-three, the day following Jesus would go, f- the day following Jesus would go into Galilee and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Connection there. Philip findeth Nathaniel saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? I think that's sort of like saying, um, I didn't want to use a Geelong suburb, so it's sort of like saying, can any good thing come out of Christie's Beach, South Australia? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's a joke. That's where um, Sal and Sean live um, and there is good stuff there. Um, Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. So here we're going again, like, whoa. You know, um, 
Jesus made some remarkable comments to Peter, and then he's uh, and then he's saying to Nathaniel here, "No, I've I've had my eye on you." And um, and Nathaniel answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Now uh, shall see greater than things than these. He saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and des- descending upon the Son of Man. So why am I reading this story? Um, of course we know the part they left their nets and followed Jesus, just bang. And that's, a, that's a real sort of simple um, faith version and, and we, we love the story. I just think the, the story just really demonstrates the first love stuff, you know, like that if, you, if you can sort of imagine how that all, you know, came together and, and that feeling, that new life, the, the change of direction of these guys, you know, that recognizing the plan and the love of God, you know, just as you just marvel at, um, at, at what's unfolding. Um, and, and, wanting, and wanting to give in to it, you know, that's first love, wanting to give in to the plan of God. And, and they hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet, but they were, they were with Jesus in person. And so that's, that's first love right there. And, um, First love, um, you know, with with Jesus. Maybe that can sound a bit weird to a young bloke, um, but but he's the one that gives us life, and he that he uh, that he died for our sins, and and so when he calls us, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. I'll give you a new life. And and this is this is our story too, and the same the same, the same applies. Um, just another example. I, I um, like I said, uh, coming up twenty years of, of marriage, and I'm pretty lucky. I found a girl who stuck with me, and um, uh, you know, I, I praise the Lord. You know that uh, that we haven't forgotten our first love for each other, and I won't won't get too mushy here. But this isn't a marriage talk. But like I say, the Lord uses the example, and and. You know, some parallels that we can think about is, well, I suppose when it goes the other way, you know, sometimes it can be, um, you used to give me flowers. We used to talk more, you know, those sort of things. And, and you know, about looking after the first love. You know, you, you could think, uh, gee, it's been a long time since we've gone out to dinner or even, even just spent time together chatting. And, and what can happen is your first love, that first feeling, that first experience that we don't always know what that feeling is when it comes, you know, like, and, and after time, it can subtly slide down the pecking order in our life. And, and so that first love requires maintenance, um, like, like my old bike and, um, and and you can't you can't just store God's love. He wants us to use it. He wants us to maintain it. Um, because otherwise you can fall out of love, and we see that all too often around us. Um, we you know with with the with the more serious things in life, and um, 
I, I now have another bike and uh, and when I do maintain it, I uh, I fall back in love with it. And um, you know, when you when you use it, just to to use those examples as well, like maybe for the young people, like I say. Um, I don't know how well we go if um, you, you know, just thinking tying this together with with what the Lord wants to remember our first love. And we know the things that he asks us to remember because of his love towards us. And and to use that example, I don't know how well we go if we forget things, um, important things that our wife wants us to remember. Um, you know, did you hear about the uh the guy who uh he said, My wife's always um complaining that I wreck her birthday. He said, I don't e- I don't know what she's talking about. I didn't even know it was her birthday. Um so if you um, if you don't remember the important things, maybe it doesn't go too well. And the Lord wants us to to remember. Um, do you want to turn? To, we'll turn back to Revelation chapter two. Talked a few weeks back about uh, about relaunching um, here in Geelong post COVID. We hope, and um, you know, we get a chance to reset relaunch and rebuild and we've hopefully we've all grown in this time in this time with the Lord and been able to have a look at things in our life and um, praise the Lord for all the good things that have been happening um, the things people have been been getting involved with and so maybe maybe this is sort of part two you know coming out of coming out of COVID I mean the thing is we all we we all we all deal with stuff, right? You know, whether it's COVID or whether it's something else. There's there's always stuff going on in our life, and um, you know, I, I suppose when we when we come to the Lord and we're filled with this this feeling, this this experience of of first love and and the the fullness of God, and what happens then is the opposition wants to fill us, fill our mind and hearts with everything else He can possibly fill it with. And that's the world we live in. And I'm even talking about COVID. That I'm not saying that's of the devil, um, not at all. These are just the the times we're living in, preceding the, the coming of the Lord. But but we know that what what it can do is it can fill um, it can fill our minds and our hearts with other things. You know, like all of a sudden we can start thinking about um, we we can get protective of our family. I want to spend more time. I want to, um, you know, I got to, got to um, look after my work. I got to um, look after my life. I got to, you know, all of all of this sort of stuff, and um, that's one example. And the other, the other thing is that um, the opposition will will use things since the beginning of time. Adam and Eve, um, there in the garden. And he wanted to take their minds off the Lord. He wanted to fill it with everything else to, to um, swamp that first love. And, um, you know, and, and he's been using it ever since. And, ever, ever since. and then all of a sudden, your, your first love can, can go up in, in smoke because it, it, it can take over. And, and so when we think about the excitement of, of coming to the Lord, of living forever in a in a place that is so unreal we can't even imagine. 
And then trial hits and we go back to the grind of trying to make this life pan out. You know, I think we've all been there. You know, the, like I say, we just we all deal with this stuff. And and so the hopefully drawing some encouragement from the scriptures here of the of the, of the Lord's direction because you know otherwise it's just trying to make this life better and you know go back to those those fishing nets. Last um last Sunday morning um just went for for coffee and donuts down the um down near the river and um you know it's a beautiful beautiful Geelong weather just like just like today Brad yeah <laughs> and um you know and I'm there with my family and um just having a nice nice time nice morning there and um you know there's canoes going past on the river and it's beautiful and um I'll um I'll try again um this one's for you Ollie um, but um, Blake uh, fell out of a canoe, and um, and um, he realised that it um, actually fits on your head really well because it's capsized. Um, <laughs> Ollie usually supports me, so that's good. So you're there, and it and it looks really nice, and. Um, you know, and after the and, and when you go through hardships in life, and you can you can you know feed up. Oh, this is this is beautiful and and whatever and um, and things that would would fill our lives that you know and and eventually, like I say, hearts and minds. And and the Lord says in Revelations two, He says, "Watch out that you don't lose your first love." Um, I was just thinking about, you know, I was probably helped in in my younger years in a way that um, with a with a discipline um, that really, I, I think, was you know, across our fellowship, across across the church, and and it's good to remember these things sometimes. But you know, just as as far as far as our meetings go and that sort of stuff, that how precious we treat them. And and praise the Lord for people that do here, you know, like we see everybody here today, and it's um, and it's a it's a great thing um, to to you know be in the work of the Lord together, and and even you know just as far as how how work would affect our lives, and um, and you know and camps how that how important they were to us, and once again, it's awesome to see because we got a full kangaroo camp, and and. Um, and people really valuing those things, and and just good reminders here. But and and so for some people, sometimes discipline comes first, and then love, and other times love comes first, and then that's what motivates. And it's different ways, but it's they're both okay. Come to the come to the same conclusion. And um, you know, because while I'm sitting there in the park eating my donut and um, uh, and my coffee, and you know, you could think. Um, I could work today. It's a nice day to be working on roofs. It, it is a love for some people, believe it or not, work. Um, you could think I could relax. You could think I could spend time, you know, with with my family. And and you know, some of those there's things that are important and they're they're good things. Um, but I suppose we, when talking about our first love and being careful that things don't slide, the wrong things don't slide down the pecking order. 
that we, we find time in our life for the right things. And we know what the Lord is talking to us about here is our, our first love when, we, when we, come, we come to know the Lord, when we really start to appreciate the fullness of God. And, and you know, you'd like to think that nothing gets in the way of your first love. Um, I remember when, um, when I asked Amanda out and, um, oh, no, I'm going to forget the order of this now. Um, because, um, yeah, she, I, I thought she was a bit hard to get and, um, eventually I asked her out and she said yes, which I was very excited about. And then, um, and then she, uh, um, wanted just more and more dates. And, um, so it was, it was good, but there was one, there was one, uh, time there where I actually had a work function at the end of the year, which I sort of couldn't miss, but, um, I think, We'd organised this date, and um, and so I got out of that work function as quick as I could to come and meet with Amanda, and then went and had a second dinner. Um, you, you like to think that nothing gets in the way of your first love. Just using another example there, and I mean, we we see for those people who've been involved with bringing someone to the Lord or a new person, we know, and and that soul is so precious, you know, and that time when they're they're baptised and they're spirit filled. And we know when they haven't been to a few meetings, you know, for weeks or months, and we know how dangerous that is, don't we, from experience, because you see, you see that seed choked out by the world in a matter of weeks. And so the same thing can happen. And I think that's what the Lord's telling us here. If it's dangerous for a new person, it's dangerous for anybody. And, and we would need to be immersed in, in that first love. All right, I better look for something to finish on. Um, all right, we'll read here in Revelations chapter 2, verse 1. I just wanted to say as well, you know, talking about some of those disciplines, I believe that some of these things um, stood me in good stead when I went through um, some of my difficulties that, you know, like um, that, that foundation that is set down in place. And uh, it's almost like we were hearing from Brother Nick last uh, Sunday in, in the story of Job, and we get 42 chapters there of... Uh, of reasonings with the Lord. And you, you think about that in a, even in a marriage, you know, like sometimes it might take 42 chapters to work things out. And, um, but if, if it's your love, you're going to keep sticking at it and you're going to keep, you're going to keep working at it. You're going to keep reasoning things out until you come to those wonderful conclusions that Job came to. And, and, and so it's the same for us. If our life is, is founded upon that first love and it's enduring and it's never ending and it's, um, and it never takes second place in our life, well, then we're going to work through those 42 chapters, whatever your 42 chapters are. Let's uh, read here. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and them which say they are apostles, and are not, and has found them liars, and has born... Um, and has patience, and for my name's sake has laboured, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come quickly unto thee, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, uh, which I also hate, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God.
it sounds to me a little bit like the, um, their relationship with the Lord had become a bit robotic. It's not Holy Ghost-led, um, if I can draw that conclusion. So what do you do if you're there, you know, and... Um, and and like I say, maybe maybe sometimes we all can be, you know, when we when we're dealing with that stuff and uh, stuff is filling our lives. And what do you do? Here we read: remember, reflect on on where you've fallen. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to mean what we might think of fallen that we've just lost the plot altogether or whatever. But where where we've sort of maybe slipped up on first love or, or um, where we've lost that a bit and do the first works. So there's a, there's a formula there that God gives us in this passage. Remember, repent, do the first works. And maybe that's Acts chapter 2. We know that well. You know, do Acts chapter 2 after, when we read after verse 38 to the end. You know, let that be our lives. I also read in this that maybe we we're not in control. I mean, I I remember thinking that when I was a whether I was a young fellow reading Ephesians six, where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against but against power and principalities and in high places. That in our flesh, maybe we're not in control of that ticket to the kingdom of God, of that candlestick. You know, and and you see it sometimes. You see that candlestick slipping out of people's grips and you want to warn them. And it's actually this passage here because he says, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of out of his place. And And so what can we do? We can do first love and first works. You know, that's what we, we read here in this passage, that that this is our this is our love. You know. This is our our life, and and like those disciples, can't stop talking about it. Jesus, you want me to follow you? Yep. Today, you want me to follow you? Yep. Tomorrow? Yep. I'll do whatever because I haven't forgotten what you've you've done for me. Uh, Romans uh, 5 to finish. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but like sometimes you you do see people come along, and and God does something miraculous in their life, and and actually you only see them still um, serving their own need, and and we read scriptures very clear on that. You know, like you you can't serve God and Mammon, and um, because what we're reading here is is that that first love will get choked out for sure. You know, and to a point where you actually didn't mean it to happen like that. You know, like sometimes where people find themselves in, in marriages um, is you didn't mean it to happen like that, but it just went dim, you know, like, and, and that's, what, that's what we're reading here. Um, so you've got to make, make room for the, the Lord in your, your life and, and be ready to follow him every day because... Because the love is there, not a duty, but, but the love. We're going to finish here in verse 8. It says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, 
we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. It's another, you know, Romans, we read some wonderful passages and and um, we're going to have our time of communion and and remember by which we stand here, you know, the, by, by Jesus Christ and and the life and the hope that we have and and the love that we have for him, you know, that 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 love that may it never grow old. You know, and if if um if you're new and, and hearing these things, I mean we also read in Romans um it says if any man have not the, has not the spirit of Christ he is none of his. God wants you to be his but he wants you to follow him. And you know sometimes you know, you you got a boat and you'll steer it how you want to steer it. But Jesus says, nah, come come with me. And that's a little bit like this guy I was talking to the other night. You know, like you wanna you wanna get the Bible out and you wanna you wanna say, How does how does the Lord want you to live your life? Does he want you in that boat? Does he want you steering in that direction? Let let's have a look. But We've got to recognize, he says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, there's none of his. Okay, Lord, show me more. Show me more about that Spirit. I want to know more about you. I want to see your kingdom. I want to, I want to be, be part of that resurrection. Baptized? Yeah, I'll get baptized by full immersion. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't done it by full immersion. Yeah, I'll get baptized by full immersion for sure. If that's what you say, that's how I can follow you. So... That's our encouragement to you here today, to to know what Jesus Christ has done for you personally and to follow his word, to repent, to be baptized and to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. All the people said...